is the brand new Marvel Plus podcast. What we are doing here, we're going to be recapping all of the shows on Disney Plus. We'll probably also delve a little bit into the movies, maybe some speculation as well. Um, Today we got a little bit of news that I'm going to kind of catch us up on uh, here. Uh, Before we move on to... uh, to eventually getting into these episodes once WandaVision uh, actually premieres later this year. So, my name is Jordan Wiegand. Uh, This podcast is part of the Behind the Dreams podcast network. Me and my sister have done a Disney podcast since 2017. It's been a little bit of a busy (laughs) uh, year for the both of us, so that one has kind of taken a little bit of the back seat mostly also because the parks just weren't open for a while i did just have a first trip there again recently um so we should have a new episode sometime up where i'm talking about you know star wars rise of the resistance uh, my first experience with that mickey and minnie's runaway railway uh so if you are hearing this on the behind the dreams podcast feed because i'm going to put it up there and on its own feed as marvel plus uh we are going to get a uh, get together soon hopefully and talk about that so i'm really excited for that let's delve in to some of our marvel studios news here for the marvel uh, disney plus shows so one of the brand new uh piece of information that we recently got here uh, this just broke on september 30th justin kroll of deadline broke this news Newcomer Iman Vellani is going to be playing the title role of Miss Marvel in Disney Plus's Miss Marvel show, which is a series on uh, Disney Plus coming up sometime in the future with the casting news that means they are probably going to start filming. Uh, you know, with COVID, everything's up in the air, but they will probably be starting filming maybe early next year. Uh, maybe later this year, if everything is good to go health-wise and safe. Um, but she is a, what they mean by newcomer is that she's not been in a lot of stuff. Uh, so she is a Canadian, uh, Pakistani-Canadian, while Miss Marvel herself is a Pakistani-American, uh, Kamala Khan. Uh, so that is, uh, so it is accurate in the sense of, uh, you know, the Pakistani part, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be Pakistani American for the casting, uh, but we are, I'm looking forward to this. So, uh, let's take a little bit more detail view of this. Miss Marvel is hailing from writer Bisha K. Ali, 
she's the one that is uh, writing the show. Um, and, of course, if you don't know anything about Kamala Khan, she is a Pakistani-American teen based in New Jersey. And her first appearance was in 2014 as Marvel's first Muslim character uh, to star in her own title. She had her own comic run, and she's become a very, very popular character. She now also headlined part of the new Avengers game on uh, PS4, Xbox One. Uh, that's been... Uh, it was kind of like not known that she was... Um, uh, going to be in the game until kind of more closer to release, I feel like. And uh, she is like the main character as I play through the game so far. And her story is just so great. She's a great character. If you haven't had any experience with Kamala Khan, look forward to this. Uh, some of the directors that they got here um, are the two Bad Boys uh, 3 directors. Um, Adil Al-Harabi and Bilal Falah. Um, and they also have got Sharmin Obaid Chinoy and Mira Minon. So those are four directors there that uh, are on the project. That's probably it. There's probably only six to ten episodes of this show. So uh, each of them, you know, can probably take somewhere around two to three episodes each um, to get us through that. But yeah, that's all the news we really have about Miss Marvel herself. There was this weird uh, situation where there was a person on Twitter who did leak the casting sides. For people that don't know what that means, that is like the three-page script they use to cast, uh, you know, to audition. And uh, somebody was being, I guess, trolled on Twitter thinking that uh, they didn't believe that she had actually auditioned in this, uh, this one... Um, person that did audition leaked the script uh, now of course it didn't have the name Kamala in it uh, they changed it to Hannah uh, that's how they kind of do those in casting sides and not always you know, a lot of people trying to read into the casting sides oh this must happen in the show sometimes casting sides are completely written just for the the audition so it doesn't mean it, that anything in there is actually what's going to be in the show um, now, while this is not a Disney Plus show, the next thing we're moving on to, um, Ant-Man 3, it is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I am going to cover it here. Uh, Ant-Man 3 has tapped Jonathan Majors, who's in Lovecraft Country, and he was also in The Five Bloods on Netflix, uh, and he is supposedly going to be playing Kang the Conqueror, who is a very famous Marvel villain, usually seen with either the Young Avengers or um, the Fantastic Four or the Avengers. Uh, so kind of three ways you can kind of go about it. But Kang is is very heavily based in time travel. And, uh, you know, most people think that maybe the events of Endgame have kind of set him into this course of trying to, uh, you know, protect the timeline from the Avengers who have you know, messed it up. This might be the consequences that they were talking about um, in Avengers Endgame and even that uh, in Doctor Strange when he's talking about using the Time Stone and Mordo says, you know, this is a, uh, you know, it, it you know, like there's always a price to pay. 
and maybe Kang is the price to pay. We'll find out. Uh, Ant-Man 3 is to, is where he's supposed to be showing up. There's rumors that the Young Avengers will be in Ant-Man 3. Those rumors pretty much come from the fact that Cassie Lang, Scott's uh, daughter, is now kind of old enough to be a Young Avenger. And that uh, maybe that is what the storyline will entail. We don't really know, obviously. Uh, but... I think that this movie is going to be moved up, unfortunately, due to Chadwick uh, Boseman's uh, passing. This movie might take the spot of Black Panther 2, uh, is kind of the thought here. Uh, WandaVision did have a trailer. I'll break that down on another one, I think. Um, But it uh, it did break records when it comes to 24-hour viewing for streaming shows. What Deadline heard is that the trailer in the 24 hours following its Emmy broadcast, it premiered on Sunday, September 20th, uh, during the Emmys. I was in Florida on vacation, and I watched this trailer a few times. Um, It viewed, uh, in 24 hours, 53 million views online, and that is believed to be the highest 24-hour draw online for a streaming service uh, trailer. Um... What that means is it, it's not 50, you know, if you go to YouTube, you're not going to see 53 million. Uh, it's adding Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, any sort of place that it's posted on an official Disney or Marvel account. So, uh, you know, if it's on Disney Plus's Twitter and it's on Marvel's Twitter and Disney's Twitter, then it's calculating all of those views. Um, to that 53 million within the 24 hours that it was launched. Uh, that, that's a pretty big, pretty big viewing, and I think that shows just how hungry we are for Marvel Cinematic shows and Marvel Cinematic movies because we were supposed to have Black Widow in May, and that was, that was a long wait. You know, we last had Spider-Man Far From Home in July of 2019, we almost waited a full year for Black Widow for May of 2020. That gets postponed due to COVID. It gets moved to November. We get to November, or you know, before November, Disney has now moved it back to May, uh, and has moved Shang Chi, which was in May, to July, and moved Eternals from February all the way to November. So Eternals gets a whole year later. It was supposed to come out November of this year before COVID, and now it's getting. November of next year. And that movie was pretty much done. So I think that's going to be a lot of touch-ups for probably like uh, CGI and stuff. They can probably still work on that. Uh, But they, you know, they want to go ahead, I guess, and get that one in November. It's probably a better time window for it and get Shang-Chi that launch in summer like they want it to when it was coming out in May uh, and Black Widow's coming out in November. So Just some stuff that they're moving around for probably the best uh, money financial business. Uh, But I guess we won't really know. You know, theaters are kind of in a bad spot right now. Uh, So who knows on, uh, you know, if it's even going to get better by May of next year. Uh, Other theaters won't be open or maybe we're still, you know, not getting people not feeling safe to go to those. So. I, I take every single release date as a grain of salt and, and just wait until it's actually here and actually released. 
Well, I think that's most of the news that uh, we had so far. Um, like I said, I'll probably break down the WandaVision trailer on a different one, but this is just a little preview of what our show will be like when it is, you know, in full swing. Oh, also Falcon and the Winter Soldier is uh, moving over to Prague to finish up their filming. Uh, so that's not coming anytime soon. Richard E. Grant, he was also in um, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, he is in Loki and he was just seen uh, on a Twitter or Instagram post uh, flying over to flying over to film Loki in Atlanta. So looking really excited uh, for Loki as well when that gets going. Um, probably going to get some casting news soon as well for things like uh, like Hawkeye. Um, supposed to get Kate Bishop in there at some point. Uh, oh yeah, Tatalani, uh, Tatiana Maslani is uh, our She-Hulk. That's something I forgot to say. She was in Orphan Black as well, which was a sci-fi TV show that I have not seen. And she was also in Parks and Rec, uh, but only a few episodes. I don't really recall her from there. But she's an Emmy Award-winning actress. I think she's going to be a great for She-Hawk. Lots of people have been talking her up. So, should be good. Two more things before we get out of here. Reports of a Nick Fury Disney Plus TV show. That would be great. It's not really sure if it'd be called like Fury, Nick Fury, or if it's going to be something like Agents of uh, Sword. Uh, no, I didn't just mess up Agents of Shield. I'm <laughs> Agents of Sword. So Sword is a different. If you're not familiar, different Marvel agency, and that was kind of hinted at in the Spider-Man Far From Home post-credit sequence when we find out that Talos was acting as Fury on Earth, and Fury was actually up in space, that could be setting up an Agents of Sword type of series, which would be great. I'd rather that than some sort of flashback series, which is what some people have been guessing. But I want to move the plot forward, especially with Fury. And the last thing, uh, I, I believe this is the last thing before I remember something else, but uh, it was reported as well that Jamie Foxx, who was in Amazing Spider-Man 2, the Andrew Garfield film from 2014, that he's coming back as Ele as Electro, but this time in Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. Uh, so a lot of people started thinking, well, maybe this is some sort of multiverse thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't think it is. And actually, Jamie Foxx posted on Instagram that he is back and that he will not be blue this time. <laughs> Meaning, if you don't know, uh, in Amazing Spider-Man 2, he was like covered in blue paint type of thing. Um, but uh, I think that means that this is a new take on Electro and that uh, Kevin Feige just really liked Jamie Foxx as Electro. Um, kind of the same way that they brought back J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. We might start seeing more of this type of stuff. Um, not necessarily multiverse stuff, but just the fact that these people are um, just right for the part and they get hired again in it. In Jamie Foxx's side, I think it's a little bit more of redemption. Uh, he did good as Electro, but for me, the big problem with Electro was the writing. 
if you <laughs> there's sometimes I remember in the theater, you know, seeing um, Amazing Spider-Man two where he would say something really corny, and I, I like laughed, and it was supposed to be a serious moment, but it, it's just that uh, it it didn't translate well compared to like Amazing Spider-Man one uh, in 2012, which I thought was a really great addition to Spider-Man franchises. Um, while I really liked the suit in Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, the villains and, and all that kind of stuff really let it down, and that's what eventually caused uh, Sony to come back to Marvel and say, let's work this out, let's get Spider-Man in the MCU, and uh, it's been all great uh, from there. So it sounds like Electro is going to be one of the villains in Spider-Man 3, whatever that's going to be called, rumors of like Home Invasion, uh, Home Sweet Home... Home is where the heart is. People just don't anything because it's going to have that home in there. But uh, super excited for that. And yeah, I think that's all the the latest Marvel news that we have right now. But uh, I will be back sometime shortly to recap the WandaVision uh, trailer. Um, we'll be back again on this show, I guess, to talk about any other news that comes up. But um, other than that, we have, you know, WandaVision coming up, apparently in the source code on Disney Plus's website. It hints at a November 27th release date by saying release date November 27th. And people looked at the Mandalorian's source code and it shows the source code, you know, shows the October 30th date for Mandalorian Season 2. So it does seem like it has some merit that it could be November 27th and that these two shows will kind of overlap a bit. But uh, nothing's confirmed yet, so it could just be a placeholder. But, uh, you know, if it's going to be November 27th, that is a very short distance away, really. So uh, I am super excited for it if it is then. And if it is, you will catch a breakdown, recap, review of WandaVision Episode 1 around that day. Probably the next day after I watch the episode. So uh, it, let's get to it, right? Welcome to Marvel Plus. Again, this will be on the Behind the Dreams podcast feed as well. So uh, I hope everybody is ready for some more Marvel slash Disney content coming at you.